Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. The first degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. First degree. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life. She had married a psychopath. She had married the wrong person. And she was almost forced into the marriage because of his manipulation. She kept me in the dark through a lot of it. She says it was to protect me, but I think it was because she knew that if I knew about it, I probably would have done something, but to be completely honest, it's probably best that I didn't because it's a matter of life and death. Hey guys, welcome to the First Degree, the true crime podcast that you might end up on. My name is Jack Vanek. I'm sitting across from Alexis Linkletter and next to Billy Jensen. And Alexis is drinking a nice, good hot toddy because she's a little sick. So a little for, scratchy throat. Forgive her heavy breathing today. Yes. I mean, you never do, <laughs> but I don't care again. <laughs> Fuck it. Billy is not paying attention because he's on his phone. Billy, are you there? I am doing some research. For our day? Yes. What's What's today? Happy New Kids on the Block Day. Oh. See, I think I was... Did you listen to New Kids on the Block? In sync and back to people. Yeah, see, I think that we just missed O Town Age O Town. Yes. Liquid Dreams, Liquid Dreams, very interesting song. But mm-hmm. we just missed you just missed the that. New Kids on the Block train, and we we're just prime for In Sync and Backstreet Boys. What the one? Um, but they had two of them had solo careers. Yeah, uh, Jordan, Jordan Knight. Oh, and that song, and Brian it, something. Yeah, well, well, no, it was Brian McKnight. Baby, you know. No, that there I'll is a Brian McKnight. You. Yes, but. And we have to pay royalties on that, so don't, yeah, don't, sing, sing, don't sing anymore. Don't sing anymore. Really? If you right. sing yes. it? Yeah. yeah. You, you literally can't, can't sing songs. I couldn't even, in my book, I couldn't even do a Bowie lyric. I had a Bowie lyric, and they were just like, nope, you can't do it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Was it just one line? Yeah. Is it true? And it was a line for, for from uh, from Velvet Underground, uh, Waiting for the Man. First thing you, first thing you learn is, is that you always got to wait, and they're just like, no, we can't have that. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. But you can quote a book because it's like a percentage of how much the copyright is. But yes, uh, New Kids on the Block Day. What is the crime related to? New Kids on the Block, you have Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg is the brother of Mark, Mark. Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, of course, famously, um, with him and his friends, attacked a uh, a man with a fish hook. What? And, yes. I didn't Mark know that. The story? Yes. When no. he was a kid. Yeah. And uh, he's tried to get that sort of like fish off hook. his record. Yeah, like it, one of those hand big ones? Yes, like exactly. A hand I used to think it was a fish, fish hook. Like, it's yeah, to pull yeah, fish. It's oh. full of, yeah. Did yeah. he like fish. really hurt the no, kid? He hurt the, he, yeah, I think he blinded him in one eye. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he's short. Okay. Oh, I know. He is. <laughs> Never mind. I know, a friend of mine made out with him. Ew, how tall is he? Like 5'5? Five, five? No, I think he's like 5'10. Mm, oh. Mm, eh. mm. Onward. So today's case takes us to the Yucca Valley. Yucca is a tree. Which is bordered oh, in the west okay. by the San Bernardino Mountains and in the south by the Joshua Tree National Park. The Yucca Valley community is located in the Mojave Desert. Okay, so today's first degree connections are two sisters named Beckett and Jess, and they were gracious enough to share their pretty incredible experience with us today. So today's case revolves primarily around this very interesting relationship that Becca had with her boyfriend turned husband named Tyler. 
So here she is now talking about what he was like in the beginning, and then she'll go on to give us more detail about what that relationship was like. He was just all smiles and just, how do I explain it? He was just very, um, he was so nice and he was just, he was so polite and he listened to me and he wanted to know all about me and what I've been through and like, just what kind of food I liked and he was just so cool. He was like my best friend in the entire world at that moment. Like, it was he was everything I'd ever wanted. I mean, the night that we actually got together, um, I told him that I didn't want a relationship or anything. And he was just, I woke up the next morning and he was just like, so what's up girlfriend? And I'm like, oh, um, I didn't know we were together. <laughs> and I had a really hard time saying no to people back in the day. I used to be one of those like, I was just a very, like, good girl, like, don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I don't know. I just kind of went with it. I was like, okay, well, whatever. He started coming over all the time, and he kind of, like, stayed with me for two weeks, and we had only been together for, like, three weeks. And I was like, that's a little little much, don't you think? (laughs) And I was moving in, like, a month, so... It was just, I don't know, it was really weird. And then after I had moved, he kept going over to my house, even though I wasn't there. And he was hanging out with my mother, which was very weird. And he just like, oh, looks like I'm part of the family now. And like, it was just, it was a lot in such a short period of time. And right before I had got onto the plane for Alaska, um, he decided to propose to me in front of a bunch of people and I just I felt dread when he did it and I just started crying because I was just like I just felt so much pressure because there's so many eyes on me and I was just like yeah sure I'll I'll marry you wow so asking her to marry him in front of a bunch of people what what, what a has that ever happened to you guys nobody has asked me to marry them well actually thank god from my past not because of jerry <laughs> right <laughs> um but no i mean i think that's something if you know somebody's gonna say yes and you know the family and everybody i think if you propose but i don't want a bunch of strangers but looking you see, at my proposal. You see but you see that a lot at sports games right you know where there's a literally thirty thousand or forty thousand people it's on the jumbotron. They're looking at you. You gotta hope that if somebody proposes to you at a, a at a sports game, it's like a sports team that you love, and you're not just going to the sports team because you're like, my boyfriend loves it. I guess I'll go and, and drink a beer. And you've already agreed that you're gonna say yes and picked out your own ring, and yes. they know you're gonna say yes. The idea of just proposing is odd to me still, still to strange. this day. And do not, for the love of God, ask people's dads. That is gross. <laughs> I didn't. Let me I did ask not my daddy that. permission. No, I think that you could ask. Both parents. I think you give a heads up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think asking's weird. Yeah, what, we, I didn't property? do. I didn't do any of that. Yeah, that's because you you're it? a fucking no. rebel. And I asked for the yeah, and, and, and I, I, I inquired about her dowry. You were like, here's, <laughs> you're like, here's a vial of her blood. I think the weirdest thing about this whole situation so far is how he just started going over to her house and hanging out with her mom and was like, guess I'm part of the family. No, I mean, it's it's kind of, it's interesting because I just think there's a lot of dysfunction and in speeding through a courtship. And it took me a long time to come to that conclusion because I've done that. I've done it maybe every time time. I've been in a relationship. Right, and it's, I think there's some, there's a red flag there. It's a massive red flag. Massive red flag. we're going to get into... Who this dude is. So Tyler, he's pretty elusive, but what we do know is this. His name is Tyler Martin Cabello. I would say Cabello, probably. Cabello. Cabello. And he was born on April 16th, 1994. He was 5'10", around 180 pounds, brown hair, hazel eyes. And he was 23 years old when all of this was happening. And he had actually known Becca since they were kids. And as soon as they started dating, obviously, like we were saying, things escalated very, very quickly. 
And now we're going to hear from Becca's sister, Jess. I think at that point, she wasn't nearly as involved as he was. He pursued her to the point where I noticed it made her uncomfortable. And I think at that point, too, you know, she's still growing up and trying to learn how relationships work. So it was hard for her to kind of say, you know, no, hey, man, like, this is not a relationship. Like, this is a one-time thing. This is not what you think this is. And it was hard for her to say no. And I feel like the more and more he pushed, it was just kind of like she felt trapped. And here's Becca. He definitely just kind of inserted himself into my life and would say, I love you to me. Like, even though we, like, we've known each other for years, don't get me wrong, like, we were friends, but it's like, I was not romantically, like, in love with him after two months of being with him. You know what I mean? It was more of just like, okay, well, I like you a lot, like, you're cool, you know, but then after he started kind of getting weird, like, he, he would just tell me what I could do and couldn't do, and, like, one of the, like, weirdest things is when he actually came to live with me for the first time, he would, like, kind of dictate what my dog couldn't do, and I know that sounds really weird, but he'd be like, oh, your your dog's not going in the kitchen, can't go on the bed, it can't do this. I was like, so what is she supposed to do, like, just run around in a circle and then he looks at me like really stern and I'm like oh okay like I knew I was being put in my place and he's just like you're not going to talk to me like that and I was like trying to make a joke like oh why because I'm a woman like I tried to make like light of the situation and he got so pissed off he started getting um more manipulative probably more towards the end of our relationship. Like for instance, um, when I lived in Texas, um, we didn't have a lot of money, but um, there was moments where I would go and get groceries, obviously. And um, one time I had, I, I bought bread in one of the trips, you know, and I wasn't allowed to eat anything other than that bread. He, he could have whatever he wanted, but I had to eat that bread. And he wanted me to get fat because he didn't want anyone to look at me. I was only allowed to be seen by him. And he made sure that I put on all the weight that I could. I gained so much weight. I mean, it it was bad. I wasn't, and then like on top of that, I have plantar fasciitis, so I felt like I could go walk it off or do anything like I, I couldn't get the shots, the uh, cortisone shots in my feet, so I was just like sitting there, like just gaining all this weight. I couldn't walk. It was really bad. He would sit there and call me a fat, like B word, and um, he would not um, want to, you know, do anything sexual with me. Um, he would make me just feel like absolute crap about myself. Like it's it's just kind of haunting, you know. It kind of sticks with you. So as far as Tyler and Becca are concerned, they did end up getting married after all of that. After that really after that proposal. proposal. Right. Can't say no. Listen, it could be interpreted as just like a totally hopeless romantic move. I totally get it. Right. Right. So let's talk about these blinking fireworks technicolor red flags that we're seeing here what are you guys seeing well i see them because it's not me yeah in my situation um but i've i'm a admitted ignorer of red flags uh same so it's one of those things where they slowly reveal the red flags by then you're already invested wait 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 wait. i've got to cut in here for a second but what kind of red flags have you guys seen that are even similar to this no not not this this is different um but i've definitely ignored red flags i mean i have similar but i'm gonna probably wait to talk about them but um i mean it's massive manipulation and the but the thing is it's like she probably didn't realize the 
um, like the scale of it while it was mm-hmm. happening, right? It's it was so the hindsight's twenty. He was twenty three yeah. when this happened, and I think she was a couple years younger. Yeah, you're yeah. still a kid, and you you're still everybody's dating idiots when they're that young. And like, you don't. And she got, you know, she's got married really young and roped in, and it's this thing where she knew him since she was a kid. So you think you know this person. Yeah. yeah. And I've been and you there. have that comfortable comfortableness that even though he was saying that he loved her super early, you know, obviously in retrospect, she's like, it was kind of weird. And she probably had a gut feeling that it was weird when it was happening. But, you know, it's like, you don't you trust yourself me, yet. But like, yeah. yeah, it's it probably doesn't seem as weird as. Plus, it does looking back once, you know, you have a guy and you do gain weight. You don't think you deserve any better. And that's exactly what they're trying to accomplish. Right. By doing these things just to get ultimate control because it's a it's a possession thing. Absolutely. So it's around this point that Tyler starts dipping his toe on a little bit of a legal activity. Um, We're looking on his record and found theft misdemeanor charges and a failure to appear in Bullhead City Court. Becca's sister, Jess. I just, I personally, as her sister, started seeing little red flags. I mean, I'm only four years older than her, but that's still four years worth of dating experience that I've had. And so I I did notice red flags. Just It seemed to be that, you know, if he did something wrong, she would be very quick to, like, come to his defense. She would defend him so much to the point that it was her trying to prove to him that he could have her loyalty no matter what happened between them and their relationship. And that to me was also very scary because I was like, well, what would be the worst thing he could possibly do that you could come to his defense for? Because it seemed like the circumstances started getting worse and worse and worse and worse. It was like I started with stealing and she kept me in the dark through a lot of it. She says it was to protect me, but I think it was because she knew that if I knew about it, I probably would have done something. But to be completely honest, it's probably best that I didn't because it's a matter of life and death. And now back to Becca. The moment I realized that I wasn't with a normal person, after um, the whole reason I came back from Alaska is because I had to pay rent in cash and he took all of my rent money, all of my savings, everything, every last dime. He took it and he went onto a plane back to California and left me to where I would be homeless. And I lost my apartment and I had to come back to California. My grandma paid for my ticket and I was staying with her and my friend came over. I'm, I'm not going to give names, but my friend came over and she sits down on my bed and she's like, Becca, I have to talk to you. And I was like, okay. She went to a psychic and she <laughs> she did tarot cards and um, the psychic was like, had brought me up without her even asking and said, um, you need to tell your friend, the one with the blonde hair <laughs> to to leave the guy that she's with or he's going to end up shooting her someday. He's not a good guy. And I was like, oh my God, okay. So after she told me that, I kind of thought about it. Eventually Tyler had come around and when we met up, we were sitting in a graveyard and he and I made eye contact and I looked at him and I asked him point blank. I was like, was there a point in time you thought about um, killing me? And he just started crying. He didn't say no. He didn't say yes. He just started crying. And like, it was like bone chilling. This is not okay. Like, what have I done? Can't tell me he, he, that was, that's crazy talk. You know, he, he couldn't say that to me. He was just crying. That was the moment I realized. Crying if I asked you if you have thought about killing me is not oh ideal. Not not really the answer that you're looking for. No. Maybe and, I, oh my God, I would never think about that. Yeah. Or just laugh laughter would be better. Like what are you talking about? Like, are you it, insane? It, it, la- laughter would be better. Yeah. Not no. crazy joker laughter, but just laughter. <laughs> yeah, just a no, your joker laughter ridiculous. is not good. Like Batman yeah. Joker? No. Yeah, that's what I'm talking not about. Not good. Not good. 
But this uh, psychic thing's interesting. I, you know, I always am such a skeptic, but I hear stories like this every once in a while yeah. and I question myself. And it makes you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it doesn't make me believe. It makes me question myself. Yeah. Ever so shortly. Well, I think that if it's like if you have a gut feeling inside of you about somebody and then it gets validated through a complete stranger, that's when I would be like, oh, shit. Not not where it's right. like, oh, you know, you have this spirit speaking with the name, the first letter G. You know, yeah. it's not like one of that hokey. No, that's, that's no but the idea yeah. that it's like, hey, your blonde friend, the dude she's married to. If she doesn't leave him, he's going to kill her. Right. It's pretty specific. It's very Especially specific. in hindsight, if that's something she learns, it's just insane. Right. So it's at this point, obviously, that Becca, as she said, realized that her husband is not, quote unquote, normal. She finally did get the strength to start working towards exiting the relationship once she found out that Tyler was cheating on her. Let's hear from Jess about what she remembers about that situation. Like, he would go missing for days, and he would leave my sister wherever they were living or wherever they were staying at that moment. He would just leave her. And sometimes he'd leave her for months there. For lack of a better word, it was disturbing because it was just like, I can't save her. I can't rescue her. But she'd be completely in the dark. So it was like, you know, being Victor's sister, and I just wanted to protect her. I'm like, look, he loves you. He'll come back. You know, he's done this before. And in my head, I'm like, this is really effed up. Like, what the hell? I want to kill this guy. Like, hypothetically speaking, of course, because that was the one thing she told him. Like, if you ever cheat on me, like, it's done. And now back to Becca. How I found out about Liz, about him being with Liz, is I actually went and got my child cards read. And those the psychic just told me that my husband was cheating on me. And I was like, okay, this is probably not true. Like, whatever. Well, that same night, Tyler didn't come home. And I called his work and I was like, trying to find him, couldn't find him. And then um, about a week later, he ends up calling me and tells me he needs to come over and I was like okay like then come over (laughs) and he was just like well I'm leaving I'm done like I don't want to be with you and I was like okay fine we've done this 10 times before I'm so done like I don't even care anymore and um, I ended up packing the bags and I went to my best friend's house at the time. And um, while I was at her house, I went on Facebook one day and I saw that they were together. And it was, they blasted it everywhere. And I was like, okay. So I wrote him and I said, all right, if you're with her, like, whatever. Like, I, I was devastated. I was just like, I've gone through so much crap for my marriage. And for you to just be with another girl as if I'm nothing, like, so I went to the courthouse and I started filing for divorce. And then about two days after I filed for the divorce, I found out she was pregnant and she was due on my sister's birthday. That is probably what hurts the most was the fact that she was due on my sister's birthday. But their lives are really intertwined, right? I mean, I understand being young and kind of you're married. You're, this person is your world. It's hard yeah. to just kind of get out of the situation, and I totally understand that. Um, so through the divorce, Tyler, one night Tyler wrote me, and he said he he wanted to talk to me. And I said, we have absolutely nothing to talk about. He was like, well, tonight I'm gonna make you a widow. Obviously I got concerned, because I, I don't want someone to kill themselves. Like, that was a very heart-wrenching moment for me. It took me about a week, but he persisted. And he was just like, I really need to talk to you. I'm not okay. I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay. I was like, but it has to be under my terms. I got into the car with him, but I made sure that there was cameras around us. So if anything happened, he couldn't hurt me. And he just started telling me just these really dark, dark things about how he felt. He wasn't okay. Like he wanted to die. And 
Then he tried to crack a, crack a joke saying, well, at least I don't want to kill anyone anymore. At least I just want to kill myself. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't want to kill anyone anymore. Like, I, I just got really nervous. And then he would kind of just tell me how he regrets ever leaving me. He just wanted to make it right. And I'm like trying to explain to him that things are never right and that I need to be away from him. And he got very upset. And he's just like, see, none of this would have happened if it weren't for her. You cheated too. Like, he just started crying. He's like, I want to, he, he said the words, you know, like, I just, I want to kill her. You know, I don't even want our kid. Like, I just, I want them gone. I don't want them. And I was just like, well, you can't just kill people. I was scared. Like, even right now, I'm kind of shaking. It was a very intense moment for me. And uh, I realized that I needed to leave. And two weeks later, I get this phone call from him again. Like, he's writing me, blowing me up. I had seen, because, um, you know, like, you know when your ex kind of, gets with a new person you kind of stalk her a little bit like I was just looking at her Facebook and you know I was being a dumb girl anyways I was stalking her and I saw that you know they were like super happy and she was like so in love with him and everything and I was like all right whatever and I was like you know what? yeah I will hang out with you I went and I hung out with him. We went to 29 Palms and we just spent the day talking about life and it was a really nice moment. Like it was, it was like the guy that I had met in the beginning. It just got creepy because he had this gun with him and like he showed it to me. He pointed it at me. I mean, even right now I'm scared thinking about it. Like I was, I was shaking. Like I was terrified. And um, he was just like, I'm just joking. And he put it down. He was like, I just want you to touch it. And I was like, no and he's like yeah you're gonna touch it so i touched it and then like i wiped it off with my shirt and i was just like here like and i and i like handed it over with my my shirt because i was just like i don't want to be attached to that gun Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. 
Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. So she knew to wipe off her prints? That's, off the gun? I feel like it's one of those things that she probably had this gut feeling yeah. that like, this isn't right. I don't want to fucking touch the gun. He's being so overbearing about being like, touch it, touch it, touch it, it. hold it, hold it. And she's probably like, no. And then when she finally gets like coerced into finally doing it, she wipes her so, fingerprints yeah. off because she's just like, that is such it's a weird odd. request. And I think that's the thing. It's like your heart has to catch up with your brain. Yeah. Your brain has the logic. Your heart is kind of emotionally bound and you're slowly detangling but it's but your gut always knows exactly but i think in in this case she had seen his true colors infidelity ruined the marriage and suddenly it was like we had this amazing day and you were the person i know and love and i think part of it too is like now she's a little bit detached from it because they had sort they've broken up he's with a new girl and then she was almost hanging out with him out of spite so it wasn't in that completely manipulative manipulative and and vulnerable point that she yeah. probably wasn't in the beginning. She wasn't under his like. His she wasn't under control. his spell. She, yeah. she was a lot more independent when this was happening, but she was still. She she felt that she was reminiscing. She felt that yeah. nostalgia of him, and he was like do. that. Yeah. yeah, I think you always do. Yeah, if exa- you exactly. left somebody, but then it you know then it gets weird. It it, it gets weird. It comes it weird. in, and then for a guy saying like, "Touch it, touch it," Ugh. you know, and she. You know, maybe she watched a lot of true crime shows or whatever, or just not even true crime shows, just movies. And it's like, I yeah, okay, fine, I'll touch it. But then he wipes off her prints. Good for her. Hands it back with her shirt. Good for her. He was probably like, damn it. You go, girl, Becca. (laughs) You go, girl. I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I hung out with him one more time. The next time I hung out with him was because Liz was wearing my shirt and put it on Facebook and it pissed me off and I I needed to stop looking at her freaking Facebook, but it pissed me off. He's like, the only way you're going to get your shirt back is if you come and pick me up. And I was like, you know what? Done deal. Like I'm, I'm down. And so I went and I picked him up and... This, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm shaking. I went and I picked him up, but he wasn't alone. He had a friend and they had this big, big bag. You know, I kind of got like that, that dread over me. I never asked questions about what was in the bag. I knew there was a gun in there. I knew it was a shotgun and because I could see the end of the barrel coming out of the bag. I, I dropped his friend off. I was freaking out, and I was like, okay, we'll see you guys later. I just wanted my shirt, you know, and Tyler's like, no, 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 we're going to go drive. He's like, well, you know, why don't we get a hotel? And I was like, oh, because I really don't want one. He's like, well, we have a lot to talk about. And he started, like, kind of smooth talking to me, you know, like being really nice to me and stuff and kind of got me out of my nerves. We went and got a hotel and that night he had the handgun. He had a laying there probably just to keep me in my place. That's the night he started telling me that he wasn't okay and he didn't know how to control it. He was telling me that he was thinking like really hard about hurting people. He told me how he wanted to hurt Liz and how he wanted to kill her. He told me how he wanted to do it and where he wanted to do it. And it was just, it was bone chilling. He told me that he wanted to take her up to my favorite spot in Idlewild and behead her. And he's like, because she hurt you, because of what she did to our marriage, because of what she did. And I was like, Tyler, you both did this. I get it. You guys have a kid. You like. You shouldn't even be here with me. You should be raising that baby. I never really took him seriously, and I don't know why I didn't. But at the same time, I did take him seriously. If that makes sense, I knew he he was probably capable of something like this. I mean, I knew how he had treated me. He was so cruel to me. For him to say that about someone, for me to hear it, I was just like, I don't know what to do. It. I couldn't take him seriously enough to go to the police, but I couldn't just sit there and do nothing. So I knew I had, I like, me staying with him was, like, in that very moment was the only thing I knew to do. When he said that about Liz, like, 
it freaked me the hell out. Like, I kind of wanted to get in contact with her and just be like, girl, like, watch out. But she was, she's never contacted me back, ever. Like, I tried writing her, you know, just something to get her to talk to me. But it just never, it's never worked. So Becca was smart not to want to be attached to Tyler's guns because on May 29th, 2017, San Bernardino Sheriff's deputies were called to a Yucca Valley restaurant after they received word that an employee there had been shot during robbery. The suspects were two light-skinned Hispanic men wearing hoods covering their faces. And apparently the two men had entered the Castaneda's restaurant in the 56500 block of 29 Palms Highway around 4.30 a.m. And the suspects pointed a handgun at the employee, demanded money from the registers, and demanded money from the employee's wallet as well. So one of these men was armed with a small handgun. And the other guys looked like they had a shotgun or a rifle. They demanded money from the registers. The employees, he hands over the cash, and then they even emptied his own wallet when, uh, they, so they're demanding that as well. So after getting the money, one of the robbers opens fire and hits the worker in the head. And after he, after the victim is on the ground, the gunman fires again. This time he actually misses the victim. But both robbers, they run out of the restaurant and sheriff's deputies bring in a dog to track the suspects. The man was taken to the Desert Regional Medical Center, and thankfully, police reported that his wound was non-life-threatening, and he recovered. So, it was actually around this time that Tyler was working at a place called Casaneda's, which was a Mexican food restaurant. So, if you're wondering who's responsible for this robbery, attempted murder, you guessed it, it is Tyler. All right, let's hear from Jess on what she remembers about that. Castaneda's had been shot up. And I was like, Cass, isn't that where he works? She's like, yeah. She's like, Jesse, it was Tyler. It was Tyler. And I'm like, what are you telling? No way. There's no way. And she's like, yeah. He went in there, tried to rob the place, and he shot one of the people there that works at Castaneda's. And I was like, he shot, I shot? What what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, he shot him. Like he tried to kill him. But, you know, the guy was injured. He's in the hospital. He may or may not come out of it. We don't know. Luckily, that man came out of it. And he is alive and well. I don't think that was Tyler's intention. I think the intention was to go in there, rob the place, kill the person, and get out. I don't know. Who was with him? I don't know the person that was with him, but I know there were two people there. And I'm assuming it it may have been somebody he was very close with, but I don't know. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. So hearing about that, I was like, okay, you know what? If he's capable of that, Becca, like, you really need to get away from him because now there's nothing stopping that guy from finding you and doing something bad. So what we're seeing here is Tyler escalating in terms of breaking the law and with his violence. And what's especially disturbing is that the employee complied and gave him the money and he was still shot. Like he wasn't fighting back. He wasn't trying to, you know, do anything. In the head. If you're shot in the head. Fucked up. You Like that was a shoot to kill. Yeah. Like you're not shooting someone in the head to just injure them. So on Sunday, August 6th, 2017, at 9.10 in the morning, Morongo Basin deputies responded to the area of Skyline Ranch Road and Pioneer Town Road for the report of a deceased subject located in a vehicle. And here is Becca. I got this phone call from my ex-best friend, and she was like, hey, I need to talk to you right now. And um, she just told me that Tyler was in was in custody for murder. And um, I mean, I started throwing up because of the anxiety that I got. And it was just a really hard moment because 
I mean, I didn't know who it was. I thought it was Liz. Okay, so let's hear from Jess on this. Um, I don't know the timeline between the two murders, or not, not two murders, but the murder and the, the robbers. I don't know that timeline, but I do know that he was kind of gearing up and getting ready and starting to think about how can I get myself out of this situation? I've already run my life into the ground. And I think part of him was trying to like get my sister back, but in like the most distorted way. It was almost like, what can I do to get you to forgive me for cheating on you? Like, do you want me to kill her? Do you want me to kill, unfortunately, the baby? Like, what do you want me to do? And my sister's like, why would you kill somebody? To, like, why would you even think that that would be okay? And then after they started hanging out was when she found out about the murder because there were things that had happened when they spent time together that will show you this was a premeditated situation. And when deputies arrived, they found 63-year-old Charles Richard Brown, deceased, stuffed inside of a sleeping bag and inside of his red Nissan. Deputies located signs of foul play at the scene. So if you're wondering who Charles is, he's actually Liz's stepfather. And remember, Liz is the woman that uh, Tyler ended up having a child with. Later, I found out it was Charles because um, his his uh, dad and his dad's girlfriend called me. Um, well, they wrote me on Facebook and they they gave me all the details. They told me they're just like, oh, well, he had murdered Liz's stepdad and apparently it was over money and. Um, you know, the, the story doesn't really add up, but, you know, it's just Tyler. This is what Tyler does. And um, then they said that he was going to get years on years in prison. And um, that's pretty much all they really told me. Me, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this human. Like, everything he's done to everyone around me, to myself, like, to his child. Like, he's a man you know, that he murdered, like, it breaks my heart. Like, my heart is broken for Liz and for her little brother. Like, that was his father. And, like, her mother died from cancer. So it's like, now her little brother has no parents because of Tyler. Tyler murdered his dad. And it's just like, my heart breaks for her little brother, like, immensely. So the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department announced the arrest of Tyler Martin Cabello of Yucca Valley for the homicide of Charles Brown, adding that they believe that Tyler killed him, quote, for monetary reasons. So the police at that time added that there was a warrant out for his arrest in Riverside County at the time of his arrest. And that warrant was for when he was charged with carrying a concealed dirk or dagger which is a misdemeanor, but still he, he had a court appearance and he failed to appear. So a bench warrant was issued. And in the initial reporting, they also did mention that the detectives did say, listen, this is the suspect. We believe he's dating Charles's stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. But they made a point to mention that they did not believe the stepdaughter was involved in this murder. Right. And we found Charles's obituary and learned that Charles Rick Brown served in the U.S. Air Force for six years, making staff sergeant, and he also worked for the Show Factory, the Annenberg Theater, and the Rock Garden over many years. He was a member of St. Mary of the Valley Church, and he is survived by a 10-year-old son, Ricardo Rafael Brown Mendeville, his brother, Oof. Joseph R. Brown Jr., and his wife, Tommy, and his stepdaughter, obviously, Liz. Right, and as you mentioned, Brown's body was found near Skyline Ranch and Pioneer Town Roads, just a couple miles outside of, the, of Yucca Valley, right near the popular Pappy and Harriet's restaurant and bar. And I bring this up again because this area actually has significance. And now back to Becca. I didn't even tell you the creepiest part of it all. 
I forgot to tell you, this was bone wrenching. When I found out where Tyler had put Charles' body in his car, so where he drove the car to, because the night him and I um, were hanging out in Yucca Valley, um, he was just driving around and he parked his car up this random street and we found it together. And it was beautiful. It was completely, it was pitch black. And there was just stars all, all in the sky, right? And we found this spot and he leaves his car and gets into my car. And, you know, we start driving around. But when we come back, he looks at me and he's like, this is a really good spot. And I'm like, yeah, you can see all the stars. And he's like, yeah, something like that. And I was like, okay. And when you look where he put Charles' body, that's the exact same spot he took me. That's the spot we found where we were looking at the stars. I started bawling when I found that out, when I figured that out and put two and two together. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. So Tyler was arraigned at Joshua Tree Criminal Court. He ended up pleading guilty and received 60 years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend's stepdad. So I think we can all agree that Becca came really close to being in the middle, being the eye of this violent kind of snowball shitstorm that ended up mm-hmm. culminating with Tyler. Absol- I mean, absolutely. Many different times. And like, you know, even as she's telling us her story, there are these moments that if he just would have snapped, yeah, he had yeah. a gun. No, no, no. He, like, he could have killed you here. He could have killed you here. Yeah. He could have killed you here. Like she's. But the kind of thing I can get from her is just based on what she said about laughing when she's nervous. It's like, I can tell that she can diffuse a situation. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's she's a, good, not that's this, a good point. You know, she's not mm-hmm. this kind of reactive yeah. like napalm for uh a flame you know she knows how to calm him down yeah i feel lucky in the sense where no one in my family and none of my friends were ever hurt by him physically um i'm lucky in the sense where i made it out alive because i know there was a lot of moments where he thought about hurting people Especially me, like he want he took all of his anger out onto me. Um, I feel lucky that I got out. I'm lucky that I have my family and I can hold every single one of them if I want to. You know, I'm lucky that I got to meet the love of my life. Like I'm with a great guy now. I would have never have had that if if Tyler would have murdered me. I'm sure he thought about it. Like multiple times you know but i mean if you would have followed through like i would not be talking to you i would it would be an entirely different story i am i am incredibly lucky i'm blessed like i really felt god was watching over me the entire time i'm so happy he's gone like locked up because not just can he not hurt me he can't hurt anyone else you know what i mean anyone who Liz was just like an innocent bystander in a sense. Like, yeah, she she slept with a married man. She got pregnant. Like, I get it. She's infatuated, whatever. Like, I, I'm not saying it's okay what she did, obviously. Like, 
it was not okay. But she should never have had Charles taken from her. Like, he has hurt so many innocent people, like his daughter and Liz's little brother. It's like those two, like those, I have so much heart for those two. And it's just like, I just, I'm really happy he can't hurt them anymore. And now, Becca's sister, Jess, again. She had married a psychopath. She had married the wrong person. And she was almost forced into the marriage because of his manipulation. I wasn't shocked that he was capable of that. I was just shocked that it was my sister's husband. I was like, I can't believe you were married to someone not capable of that. Because it's like you go through dating and you go through life and yeah, you date psychopaths, you date manipulators, you date people that, you know, they're really, really messed up. But you never think that you're going to be married to the one person that is going to take the life out of somebody else's family, themselves, everything. Like when you kill somebody, you don't just kill the person, you kill the family. Like there's so many more pieces to that. So I... I was also sad for Elizabeth. I was sad for that situation and sad that another life had come to an end over something so trivial. All right, so I agree. I mean, I think Tyler is a psychopath. And what's confusing about psychopaths is that some of them aren't violent, but some of them are. But yeah. Tyler, Tyler fucking is. Right. And we've all experienced one in our lives, but they don't all turn violent. But I think it's fascinating because we all, they have these characteristics that really charm you and rope you in. Mm-hmm. And they have this ability to make their behavior palatable to you. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, you make excuses for them. Oh, they need me. They need help. I don't want to leave them in their time of, their, he's their broken. time of distress. He's broken. He needs me. Like that's. Yeah. This is the kind of dude this guy is. As much as he didn't want me, he wanted me. And I don't know why it was like that. Like, he didn't love me. He wasn't in love with me. He just wanted possession over me. And it was just like, I knew that he was capable of hurting people because he had hurt me. He, He was so mean to me. He was cruel. Like, it was absolutely horrible. Okay, so let's hear from Jess on this. Tyler had put a sense of fear of life into my sister. Like, if you look at that person the wrong way, if you touch that person, you know, you're going to pay for it or things like that. And that is never, like I said before, that is not who she is. She's like a huge social butterfly. She's, her and I have always been like that. Like, she could talk to anybody and not have an issue. And she just loves people and she loves life and she's understanding and compassionate and patient, but who she was with him, like I would look at him and he, like I would observe them and he could look at her in like just a stern way. And she would almost shut down and look at the ground because it was almost like a part of her die in a very like morbid sense because he made her believe that without him, she had absolutely nobody. He tried to drive a huge wedge between my sister and I, and that was a huge problem too. Fact of the matter is he killed somebody else. And I started thinking back to all the red flags. And I then started thinking, you know, that could have been Becca. God must have really been looking over her and our family because there was something that she was able to do to keep him from doing something like that to her and to our family. Psychopaths are all textbook. Like they all have the same type of manipulative qualities that you've seen a lot of these red flags from, especially earlier in her story where he charmed her in the beginning. He was telling you he loved her right away. He was getting her to be vulnerable with him and then ends up using these really um, wonderful qualities that humans have against you. And like you said, not every psychopath turns violent. Also a lot of times that people have interacted with one in their lives, they don't even realize that they are a psychopath. They might right. just think that they're, being a shitty person or whatever but 
um, there's a way larger conversation to be had about this. The idea that he was... How do you measure a guy? And listen, a guy... I, and I always remember a story about my my sister having a job at Roy Rogers uh, as a hostess. And Roy Rogers had a hostess, which is fucking ridiculous if you, if you guys is know that like what Roy Rogers is. No, it's not even like... A, it's like a fucking Arby's. Oh. Yeah. Fast food? Yeah. And... She went out with a guy like the first week she worked there and the guy said he loved her. And I always remember that, like Mm. my dad telling me that. It's just like, yeah, that guy was a little bit off because he said that. And when I think about, I always think about that when I think about like these types of stories. You know, she didn't go out with him. She met a great guy, but whatever. But, um, you know, it was a potential red flag. I think that was more of a guy that was young and, potentially didn't know what was going on but this guy you know he was obviously you know the whole thing with the bread and Mm -hmm. wanting her to get fat so nobody would look at her Um, was that a have you ever encountered any of that before no playful jealousy never i don't think so it's bad. I mean, that's, yeah, you're controlling what somebody. I've had a boyfriend eat. when I was 19 not let me shave my legs before I was going out. But did he like mm. that? Was that like a fetishy thing? No, it was because he's like, why are you shaving your legs? Mm. Oh, like, are like, you going out for guys? Do you have anyone? Okay. Yeah. You know, no, and so I, I thought it was thing. super yeah. weird. That is and weird. I was really upset about it, but like, I didn't. That relationship didn't last, but I think that was like uh, that on a smaller scale. That's controlling for sure. It was very yeah. weird. Yeah. I still, it's really the only thing that sticks out in my mind as something like that that, that happened. Was weird. That same guy, <laughs> I tried to wear like a matching panty, like bra and panty set out, and he wasn't coming. And he was like, Why are you wearing that? I was like, Well, for that, me. That almost sounds more so like he's very insecure. Incredibly. Rather insecure. than controlling. But, but I think that's all that same. is, though. It's, it's the, same, the thing. same thing. It is, it is. But it's not the same thing, though. I mean, if somebody's doing it the, for the specific, like to control you out of like a manipulate a manipulative way, I think is different than trying to control you because they're because je- they're jealous and insecure. I don't I know think, what I, his brain was doing. No, I think they all have the same source uh, from in, there. You know, it's rooted like, in yeah. insecurity. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I know some psychopaths are so calculated mm-hmm. that he's like, "I'm going to make her get fat. She'll be relying on me. She'll this." Most of them are. There's a spectrum, right? So I think that is interesting. It's like we don't know what his weird fucking brain was doing right um we don't know what my ex-boyfriend's weird brain was doing you know it's a very fascinating topic so something worth mentioning that we thought was absolutely insane is that when i told becca when this episode was going to be airing which is april 24th she was uh shocked because she told me that april 24th is was her and Tyler's wedding anniversary. So it really, you know, not only are we all one degree away from our own thing that may be considered dark or or whatever you want to call it, but strange things seem to coincide. And we were all joking around saying that it was kind of like poetic justice. Like she's telling her story and the irony of it falling on this day was just something we could not get over. I mean, there's no two psychopaths that are alike, but all their traits are alike. Right. So if you guys have a story that you are one degree away from, please write us on Instagram at the first degree at Alexis Linkletter at Billy Jensen at Jack Vanek, or you can write into our email. Hello. Jared Monica. At Jared Monica. The main Jared. <laughs> what if somebody wrote their first degree story to you? <laughs> <laughs> you just forward it over. And we're going to do Jared soon. Oh my gosh, we have been waiting to do Jared's, but the police documents from Mesa PD are taking so long, you guys. That's right, the police are keeping us down. You God. have no idea how good this is, because we're, we're almost ready to do it. Like, I've got like 10 pages of notes, mm-hmm. but like, I need, I need the audio and I need the documents. We need the final puzzle piece. So, as soon as we get them, Jared, you are on the fucking spot. You, you are on the good. chopping block. <laughs> You relive your childhood trauma right along with us. (laughs) Oh, God. That's literally like, okay. Anyways, all right, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Are you gonna say happy, happy new kids on the block day? Happy new kid day. New kids on the block day. That's and KOTB. New kid day. Happy new kid in school day. <laughs> God, Alexis. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.